0: Empire.
1: Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, an ugly ending to a trip in Buffalo as Washington loses 43-21. Every bit as bad as the score indicates, you know that you saw it. The voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein, and I will rehash this game we're looking at this, of course, from a big-picture perspective because there's a lot of meaning to take from this one, starting with what the hell is wrong with the defense? If that doesn't get fixed, this season will be shot. Can it get fixed? We discuss. We also talk a lot about Taylor Heineke. What did this game mean for him? You can follow Bram on Twitter at RealBramW, and you can read my work on ESPN.com. But you knew all that, so let's get right to it. There's a lot to unwrap here. So here's my conversation with Bram Weinstein. Graham, a big fear that you had, and I, you, especially you, had going in was something like this could happen.
0: Was it even worse than maybe you anticipated? Uh, whew, that's a tough one to answer. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like the way the two teams were trending when they were playing each other. Um, I really felt like, and I think I talked to you about this, like Josh Allen was, I mean, it's just so easy to say he's inaccurate right now, but he wasn't making poor decisions. He was just missing Right. And I'm sitting there going, well, whenever he becomes Josh Allen again, everybody's going to be in trouble. And it's not like last year at the beginning of the season, when Carson Wentz was throwing the ball 10 yards over someone's head or making bad decisions and receivers are running in and he's throwing outs like that's not what was happening with him. Um, he was just missing, you know, like missing throws he wouldn't normally miss. And I think like I kind of had this feeling like, well, he's just going to be himself at some point. And, um, There it was today. And I really think like, and then the third down defense is, is gotten to the point of disturbing now. I mean, they're statistically the worst in the NFL at one point. I don't remember what the final number was, but the Buffalo was like eight for 12 at one point on third downs and it's third and longs, you know, third and 15 on the first drive, third and eight on another drive. They just can't seem to get off the field in statistically difficult situations for an offense to move the ball. And that's pretty disturbing. And that added up to, you know, I like while I like what Taylor Heineke brings, and I and I like the dynamic of the offense, they can't play a team like this from behind. I think we knew that going in. They got way behind. They got a lucky break on that crazy kickoff. Right. But, you know, defensively, they were not nearly as good enough to be really, really competitive and give themselves a chance to win. So um I guess I'm not – I mean, the score is a little – I'm so used to them being in every game that the score is a little surprising, but I'm not surprised by the outcome, no.
1: I'm not either, and it's funny because at the beginning of the week, I was expecting it like I didn't think it was going to be a – I thought it would be a double-digit win for Buffalo. And I kind of allowed myself to be talked into, well, Allen's been missing throws, which he has, but I also thought with the way this defense plays that he was going to get a lot of chances to hit some of those throws and that he would. Um, he just hit a couple more than I thought he would. Uh, and so I wasn't shocked by his him having a good game. But the defense is so disturbing right now. And I don't know that – I don't know. I don't have any answers for it. I'm shocked by how poorly they've played. And I don't – what what can you even say
0: about them at this point? This is just – this is unbelievable how bad they've played. I'm surprised by the defense. I, I really am. I just, I had a much higher expectation for them. You know, I, I keep trying to like, you know, remind myself and remind others that like at this point last year, similar things were kind of happening. Maybe not to this degree, like with Allen, but go look at Kyler Murray stats. Go look, you know, like go look back right. at the scores of the Rams game, the Ravens game, the Browns game. You know, early when they were one in five and they were playing really good high level teams like they played today, like I look at that team and go, that team could very easily be in the Super Bowl. Um, And when they played these really high level teams, the results weren't that great. And they were out of it in the middle of the fourth quarter. And then something clicked for them in the middle of the season. So I'd like to think that the talent's going to take over at some point and that they're going to um, it'll turn around for them. But right now, and I don't think it's like any one particular group. I just think collectively they're not on the same page. Like they're, yeah. they're just really not like the secondary at times looks like it's too soft. The front four, I think we're asking it to like, make all the plays. I think that's unfair. And then I think the biggest, like surprise stat that I saw going in, cause everyone just thinks like, well, the front four is not getting any pressure. Did you know going into this game that they blitzed more than anybody else in the NFL, but he, did. Like, when they blitz. And when they don't blitz, they have the exact same success rate in pressuring the quarterback. So that's a problem. Like, that's a problem. Even when they do bring people to help the front forward, they're not getting there. And in the case of today, they took on a guy who almost won the MVP a year ago. And boy, did he look like it today.
1: He did. And, you know, the the difference between this year and last year, my concern would be last year, they're playing a a different level of quarterbacks that they're going to face in the next month, month and a half. And that's where, like, the danger here is they could be in a lot of games like this if they don't get things fixed. Because the level of quarterback play is just at a higher, higher, higher level. And that was always my fear going in, that this team, this defense would take a step back in terms of stats. But then I thought they'd be good enough to win some of these
0: games because they could keep them around. So that, you know. I didn't think they'd be the second-ranked defense again, only because of who they're playing. Right. But, like, that didn't mean they weren't going to be a really, really effective group. Right, And, the opposite has happened here so far. Yeah. And I I'm think not, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a massive disappointment. Like, the defense can't get off the field in critical junctures. They're behind in every game. A team goes out on the – every game, they're down 7 nothing after the first drive. Like, they're down, yeah. every single game, they're down 7 nothing after the first drive. So, listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know what the answer is. I just know that, you know, their expectations should be higher. This does go back to – and I think, like, Rivera's been foreshadowing this a little bit. Like, yeah. he was saying over and over and over towards the end of camp, I want to see their maturity. He was using kind of vague words like he never really totally explained what he meant, but it gave me the wrong vibe about where they were. Then he's calling this game, and I agree with him. This was a measuring stick. You're going to find out how good you are because that's that's a team that might be in the Super Bowl. And they were not competitive with them, in my opinion. You know, like if they no, had a like screen pet, listen, like the Gibson play was amazing. Great play he made. They got lucky that Buffalo, you know, had a brain fart on this you know, kickoff and good for them. Like they recovered it and they made a play. It was awesome. They scored on it. Heineke showed his guts again. And then except for that five minute period, they were completely dominated. (laughs) It wasn't close. It it wasn't even close. And so I'm sure that, you know, Rivera and company are, are pretty disappointed in that. I mean, even as they were kind of foreshadowing, I think that they were concerned that the results weren't going to go the way they wanted,
1: and and the, that maturity level, which is we've talked about that before, but that comes through in what they keep talking about is not playing, not doing your job, getting out of your gap, um, not playing disciplined football, and that's been my problem with the defense. Like, I can't predict the, I can't predict them to beat a good team until you see the defense actually play a lot smarter, a lot more disciplined, and my concern is they are very young. Chase Young is young. You know, a lot of those guys are young. How long is it going to take for them to get out of that kind of mindset? That's going to be a problem. And, and how much of that, how much then if they're, if they keep giving up these first, first drive touchdowns, how much of that is on the
0: coaching? You know, that's the stuff that I think you have to take a look at everything now. Right. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously like some changes need to be made. I was like happy to see Cam curl make a couple of plays. I feel like he's his is a name that I'm surprised I'm not calling more often. And I would, you know, say back to the coaches at that point, to your point, like, why aren't you finding a way to get him in a position to make more plays? Because outside of the front four, he was their best playmaker in the secondary a year ago. So I think there's some room there, obviously, you know, I think we knew going in that the linebackers were a weak point as a position group. I actually thought Jamin Davis has had some good moments again the last couple of weeks. So maybe that's kind of coming around and hopefully that'll be the case but I, I'm with you. I just think collectively, right. I don't think it's, I don't want to blame like so easy to blame chase young or Montez. What, when they don't yeah. make, you know, a sack every play, like, like unrealistic expectations. Um, I think collectively they're off here. And I'm with you. Like, and I felt this way from the get-go, they're going to go as far as their defense takes them. If this is what their defense is going to be, they're going to have a very long season, real like, long season. Yeah. And, and, you
1: know, and like, I don't, expect young or Montez to get sanctuary play, but I do expect chase young to make a play once in a while. And that's something he hasn't really done. And I think they need that from him. And when you watch him as a rusher, like to me, he's inconsistent with, with, a, with, whether it's techniques, it's how he's rushing, whatever that has to get, that's a, that is that part of the learning process for him? Well, probably because, you know, you can't come in and just do things the same way. And so the, 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 the great players continue to evolve. So the challenge for him is to keep evolving and I think that's something he has to do. But the other thing, Bram, too. And when I talk about coaching, last year that defensive line was frustrated with what they were being taught, and and I just wonder how much of that is a is there a
0: carryover from that, and, or is that just a convenient excuse because they're not producing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Like, I, and I've heard the I heard the same things too. Um, and I do find that I probably it's not like overly unusual, you know, to hear players complain about coaching and certain aspects of it so i don't right. like to think that that also not to too much into it yeah right and you don't know like they were being taught new things right. last year and they, they they were bucking it a little bit
1: but then they played well at the end of the year so you know you can't just you can't fall back when it's not going well that it's what we're being taught and i'm not no, saying, they, saying i'm not i'm not even saying they are but that's right like, i mean
0: I, look it, it's early i mean look kansas city's wanted to <laughs> you know does anyone think their season's over because i don't you know like Baltimore needed a 66 yard field goal to win against what everyone thinks is a really bad team, you know, because they couldn't score any points today. Does everyone think their offense is terrible? Like, no. Like, so, you know, it's a long season. We learned this, you know, with this team last year. I keep reminding people, like, they were one in five. They had gotten blown out a number of times early when they played really good high level teams and something clicked for them. The problem here for this year is they're not going to get what looks to be average or beat up teams in the middle of the season. They're about to run into, Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Denver's defense on the road, which looks better now. Saints you know, are playing like so well. Saints are Saints, you know, Saints are playing well or up and down, but they're playing well. And so they are running into what seems to be a different machine. And that's that's, that's the, the real fear. problem. And that was the whole thing, you know, going into it. I'm like, the defense won't have the same numbers. You should get used to not seeing the same numbers because of who they're playing. And that's the fear here that this could go sideways on them. That's the fear here. Yeah. But I have to believe because this yeah. has been This has been Ron Rivera's history. Um, His teams get better as they go along. And I'm hoping to hear a different tenor in his voice this week, because I'm sure he's going to be disappointed because he hasn't had one of these since he's been here. Even, even as he said, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. He hasn't had one of these. Like this was a blowout today.
1: Prosper Insurance has an offer that's tough to beat, and will benefit you one way or another. When you get a quote with Prosper Insurance, if they can't beat your home or auto quote, they will send you an official Washington football team legend jersey. Of course, if they do beat it, you'll be able to afford your own jersey or two. I can tell you from experience, the quote I received was $2,000 less than my previous insurer. It might not be like that for everyone, but why not find out? Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes it easy while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which helps explain why Prosper has more than 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance.com Get your quote and a possible Washington football team legend jersey. That's Kime K-E-I-M. This offer is good from September 13th to September 30th. You know what else is cool? They plant a tree for every policy they write. That's more than 66,000 trees and counting. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. You know, his point, too, is you, you're you going to see what this team is made of, how they respond this week. And, and I agree with them. Like, if you come back and you have a good game against Atlanta and you beat Atlanta, well,
0: then whatever happened today, you're still two and two. You're two, what? Two and two. So two and two if they win this weekend and then everything's on the table. And look, the Giants lost today, either Philly or Dallas going to lose tomorrow night. I mean it's all still there in front of them because they're fortunately they don't have a Tampa Bay or a Kansas city or something like that in their division. So it's still there and in front of them. And there's still a long way to go. And last year they came a long, long, long way in a very circuitous route to it. Um, But we'll see this time around. We'll see. And I mean, offensively, like, look, like Heineke's a gamer. I'll tell you the one thing that really, you know, kind of got me towards the end of the game was he put his body unnecessarily on the line in a game that was over. And like, I I totally get like I see now why they've tried to get him in the pocket, do the professional quarterback stuff, like keep out of harm's way, because I appreciate like how competitive he is, how bad he wants to win. It's why he's infectious. It's why his teammates really like him. But he took two massive shots, you know, at the end of the game. In a game that was over, you know, it's just it's one of those things where I, I appreciate his moxie and his gamesmanship, but like that bothered me, too. And it was another part of the learning curve for all of them, I think it is. And I think with Heineke, too, and they they all talked about it afterwards, too. And even during the game, I would
1: mention that that, you know, clearly. We saw his flaws today. And to me, the biggest flaw we saw was that he has a tendency to force and try and do too much, which he admitted. You can't make up three touchdowns with one throw over the middle. And that's what he was trying to do, make a play when maybe something wasn't there. And the only problem is with that is, I don't, how do you get that guy out of it? Because he knows that. And he's talked about taking better care of the ball. And today he did not. And, you know, he did, he made some plays, but he's also not the kind of quarterback that can fall behind like this. I think he needs to have, have a team you you have to have a balanced offense and not just 50 50 run pass but have the ability to run or throw on any play and when you get in a game like this they're just going to come after him and and that's a really really good defense and a really good secondary and it just you you saw flaws but what do you think this game means
0: for him uh i mean i hope not a lot because they're going to be relying on him you Mm -hmm. know and So I hope it's just kind of a learning experience that they played on the road against a really good team against a defense that, has not given up many points and are blowing people out. And with all the flaws we saw in Buffalo, this is how good they are. I mean, they're outscoring people, you know, 78 to 21. And everyone's like, well, they're not playing perfect, you know, and that's what they're doing. So that's a high level functioning team that they played today. Yeah. And I would hope that it's just, you know, like if anyone thought (laughs) Taylor Heineke is going to go undefeated, you're crazy. So I think there's going to be, you know, like, let's, you know, readjust again. That said, like, I'm with you here, like, I know going in, because I talked to, you know, we, we had our production meetings beforehand, you know, it was pretty clear that Washington wanted to run the ball significantly today, whether it's McKissick, Gibson, whoever, that they wanted to run the ball a little bit today, I think partially to take some of the pressure off and probably try to shorten the game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's the end for and four. And, well, and they couldn't do it because they're down 21-0 in the blink of an eye. And then, and then all bets are off, right? Then all bets are off, and the only way to win is to let him YOLO it a little bit. And so, I listen, I, I just hope that they can put this behind them. They play a much different opponent next week. They're going to have every opportunity to defeat that opponent without having really spent a lot of time looking at them. I'm going to go with they're not a Super Bowl favorite, like the team that they played today. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I think that you know, there's an opportunity. And, again, 2-2 two and two is fine. You know, they get out of this at 2-2, two and two, it's fine. And yes. hopefully that's what will happen, and then everybody will feel good about themselves again. But, you know, next week is turning into a big one. It is one, one in three is not going to feel very good with what's coming up on the schedule. After. No.
1: And I think my, my, my concern is, and you're right. It's like, it's one in two and other teams are, it's just how they've looked on defense is what is the absolutely most troubling. And that to me is like where, you know, if the defense was playing well and they're one in two, I'm like, okay, they'll be okay. But that's not the case. And that's why. I just this out- is where
0: I was on Buffalo. Like I was watching them and everyone's saying, well, Allen's off and Allen's this. And I'm like, actually, like, Their offense isn't actually playing that poorly. He's just missing some throws he wouldn't normally miss. Wait till he starts hitting them. And then they're going to look like they did. And that's the difference here. Washington's defense looks as bad as those stats are. It's not like, oh, some guy made some lucky catch, you know, or like, oh, this guy somehow got out of that sack. No, none of that is happening. They're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. They're not making enough plays. Everybody's wide open. These third and longs, it's not like people are making these athletic crazy plays to convert them. They're not. So, I mean, they're not playing well. Like, that's the difference between them and Buffalo. The more I watch Buffalo this week, this is why I feared this was going to happen. I'm watching this going, it isn't because, like, they're not playing well. It's just they're having miscues, you know? (laughs) You know, it's funny. And and they'll fix them. And when they do, watch out. Well, it's funny because...
1: When I watched Buffalo, Allen just didn't look like he had any rhythm. And in the first drive today, I'm like, oh, he looks, you know, not off because you're talking about the first two throws. I'm like, but he doesn't look, I think even confident is the wrong word, but he didn't look himself yet. And that third and 15 throw, like after that is like, once he made, because the first throws were a little bit off. Once he made that third and 15, like, and you could just see there was a, a, it settled them it seemed. And because yeah. if they come I think out, it, hurt Washington the too. it did
0: how many third and how many third and longs they have to give up, you know, too like, that's it's too many. And, you know, I, you know, I can't speak for them, but I can't imagine that that was a big confidence builder third and 15 first drive and they complete it. I mean, the wind was out of the sails before it ever started for the yeah. defense. You know, it really and, was. And
1: it's, you know, the, the disappointing part is you do have like, you know, you have a defensive coordinator who has a track record where his defenses have been good. So like before here, you'd have defensive coordinators who had track records of bad defenses, whether it was Joe Barry or Greg Minuski or Hazlitt was up and down with his. But this guy's usually had good defenses and and it's like they can't get it right. And I just, to be honest, I feel bad for this fan base having to listen to all offseason people talking about how this is one of the best defense in the NFL. And now they're one of the worst. And that's that's where it's just it's it's highly disappointing. And and. You know, long year I'm, though. It is a long year. It is a long, long year. year. It is long year. Long year. It is.
0: Nothing is over. You know, I, I look at, you know, I look at the players that they have and I, I think I keep thinking of it like an NBA team, like they're just too talented, not for it to come around well, at some point. And, and that's and, why know, I think it will, I think it will come around. And, and,
1: and Bram, I, I, I agree with that. And I go back, because we, we go back to that Marty year where they were 0 and 5 and looked as bad as any team I've covered. And then they win eight out of 11. I'm not saying this team will win eight out of 11 at some point, but you knew at that time it was like, there's this coach is too proven in Schottenheimer. And there's, and actually this team is more talented than that one, but that team played together. And and that's a difference. And I don't, and I don't even know that it's a chemistry thing. I think there's a, I think there's some youth and I think um, I would say even internally, they knew like get through that first half of the year now, get through this first half of the year without too much damage so you can get to the so they know that they can improve in the second
0: half and and just got to you know. somehow get to December with the division potentially in sight and yeah. then it's in front of them because the whole end of the season's division yeah. games but if the they don't play is, better defense Dallas will just right. rip them that's yeah. right that's right and you know and I, like a lot of people you know when they talk about the scheduling they're like you know most of these teams do play the same teams and that's somewhat true and the first place schedule you know is disadvantageous for them when they're going to Green Bay and places like that but Today was the extra game, the 17th game. Their 17th game was at Buffalo. Right. That's a severe disadvantage against some of their yes. divisional opponents and playing teams like that. You know, they're not getting saddled with something like that. This was one of those that, like, I don't think I'd feel so bad about it if the game was close and it was, you know, but I just, I think they yeah. just were so outclassed today that that's what I think is so disappointing about it. You told anybody like, oh, they're going to go up to Buffalo at the like, beginning of the season. You said, well, they're going to lose up in Buffalo. Of course, everybody would be like, I know. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> right? Who but didn't you know just know wanted It's to just the way it went about, the way it went right. down where they just, they didn't look competitive against them for the majority of the game. That was really what was probably yeah, And, and that was it. my, that was my thing. Play
1: well, because if you start playing well, you string together good games. That's what like we're, they they are doing the converse defensively. They're stringing together bad games, and you know, and and I, I think like I said, Heineke is a great story. You know, we long term, he's he's not going to be the guy long term. They're going to look for a guy in the young season. But can't, you know, what can he do now? But he can't he can't bail out a team that has a defense that can't stop anybody on third down. He's not that. Right. He's not. He's not Josh back. Allen. Right. No, he's not. <laughs> he's Allen. not. Right, yeah, right. we've seen him. Like we've seen him compared to you know we've seen Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Those are those are how you draw these guys up. Um, Taylor Heineke is not. But again, I'm this loss is far from being on him. It just he's oh, not. Oh, it's not on him. you. Know, it's I'm not. not even I don't. Close I, to I, him. I
0: don't think anybody should be I'm, pegging on him. I'm no, not they shouldn't. On him. I actually. Absolutely. I I think he. You know, it's not his fault they were down twenty-one to nothing. Nope, I mean, really isn't. It nope, really it's isn't. not. And
1: it's and nuts. he forced a couple of balls. We saw that. I think if you put it like we saw what he could do last week. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what he can do moving forward. So, but it is on the D and that's what's troubling. And so, and I think, you know, the last thing, Bram on that too, is that, you know, there are, there are a lot of guys that are young on that defense, but are the veterans playing the way they need to now? I will say Deron Payne, I thought played pretty well early on um, from when I was, when I was able to see or when I was able to really focus on it. But, where are the guys like Landon Collins and the linebackers and all that? That's where, and you know, William Jackson, Kendall Fuller, those guys are giving up plays too. And that that's where, you know, but it's a collective thing. It's all bad right now. So any last thoughts, Bram?
0: No, you know, I mean, I just, you know, I, I just think I just kind of lean on, we've been doing this a long time. I've seen teams turn things around, including this one a year ago with honestly, you know, as, you know, a quarterback situation that felt more unsettled than this particular one. Right. Um, so, you know, I like, I, and I just, I really firmly believe there's just no chance that this coaching staff and those players on defense are going to get overwhelmed week after week, after week, something's going to come around. Like I'm waiting for the players only meeting that is about to happen, you know, <laughs> this week or next week. Like, yeah, no it doubt. feels like one of those is coming. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: Long season. Yeah. And that's right. Deep breath, long season. what happens next week. Bram, thanks a lot. A wild week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code kime that's K-E-I-M, to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Bram for joining me. and Thank you for tuning in after such an ugly game. I'll be back with another episode Wednesday morning. Talk to you next time.